You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Joe Rutten. We're broadcasting this morning from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And this last guest guests we have on are my choice i picked i love it (laughs) so joanna and abby dingman thanks for joining us today thank you for having us a lot of people probably especially in the o'gorman arena know the dingmans very well (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about your family joanna um well yeah, I met my husband at Mount Marty. We both graduated from there. Joe loves Look at it you already. Uh, up over here. Go Lancers! <laughs> go Lancers, yeah. Um, he graduated before me several years, but I met him through my roommate, so it was kind of a God thing. He was gone, graduated, had his own job, then he came back, uh-huh. and um, he was hanging out with the roommate, and I was like, I kind of like this guy, so found out he sang, and... That is our beginning story. The rest is history, of course. Then we moved up here after graduating. So were you both into music in college? Well, he's a band director. Right. And so I'm a music minor. Okay. So you can kind of figure that out. Like, I'm not exactly a teacher or anything like that. (laughs) I sing. I like to play the piano, but I don't know how to read music that great. (laughs) So that sort of thing. (laughs) But yeah, we were both into music. And then he sang in a band with the roommate. Okay. And her family the Koenigs. So then we got all that going and then we, gosh, we got married quite a bit after that though. It took a long time. I had to really chase him for quite some time. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I would have thought it would have been the other way around. Oh, no. Wow. (laughs) So you guys have three beautiful children. We do. And Ethan is a sophomore at SDSU. Hard to believe. Yes, indeed. Yep. And he did a lot of singing and band. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we've got beautiful Abby here, your middle child. And you're a senior, Abby. I am. (laughs) So what kind of things do you participate in at school? Um, I participate in literally any music thing. (laughs) I mean, I'm in marching band, you know, choir, show choir, chamber singers. I'm in a ton. (laughs) Wow. And then your youngest? Yep, David. He has uh, autism. So he's Mm -hmm. the one we had to keep out of the Catholic school. Didn't have to, but chose to. He went right. into a very special program. Right. Um, so he's been, he inspires us in many ways. He is the sweetest kid ever. He is. I mean, it, the post that you put on Facebook, I'm just like, oh, David, I just love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the reason I have, I wanted to have you guys on is because I met you through O'Gorman Junior High when our daughters were playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. If you call that playing. <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't know. do the fast I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, they they had fun. They had fun. (laughs) That's the key. That's the key. And I just fell in love with your family. You're such a real and honest family, and I love that about you guys. And then you started posting videos during quarantine, and you had before quarantine Mm -hmm. happened, but really during quarantine, you started posting videos. Let's talk about that. Okay, so my friend Aubrey, who I said I was going to mention this morning, sent me a video of another family. And they were doing a Billy Joel song, The Longest Time. And it was all about quarantine, but they switched the words around. And she said, your family needs to do this only the right way, with harmonies and stuff, because you can do it. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. So I picked a song, the theme song from Happy Days, <laughs> and changed it into quarantine. And we have in our house a bass, a tenor, 
an alto, and kind of me as a soprano-ish. Um, and then we have David, who just sort of is there. But well, he's that's a prop why master. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it got started. And then people thought it was so great. I thought, oh, geez, we're bored. We can do more. <laughs> so that's kind of how... I didn't know it'd be that big of a deal. <laughs> I know. Well, and I just think it's fun because I think it just shows that how close you are as a family. Mm-hmm. Now, it comes across to those of us on the outside, you know, watching you um, maybe at a volleyball game, interact with each other and have Ethan come and watch you play Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys really that close of a family? We're, yeah, I would definitely say so. I mean, oh, yeah. especially because of David. Ethan yeah. and I are extremely close because of David, because we have to do random things that no other siblings have to do. So it, it really helps, though. So what? explain a little bit about what you're talking about. Um, so if Ethan and I are together with David, like at a mm-hmm. store, David might throw a tantrum about something. So Ethan and I have to rely on each other to calm him down. Mm-hmm. So there's there's just a lot of things. And like when David plays, he's not a normal player like he likes different things he likes fans he likes freezers so ethan and i bond over that like we talk about how great that is so (laughs) i mean you know so we're just we're not normal siblings but that's a good thing too yeah yeah well and i find it very interesting for those that might not know and i hope you don't mind me telling everybody this abby (laughs) but that both you and ethan wear hearing aids oh yeah so you guys are such a musical family so talk about that is that change the way you do music in any way not in any way we don't see it holding us back at all because we have two musical parents so they encouraged us to do everything and and our dad he pushes us to do things like we don't have hearing loss which is great because we don't feel like we do because once we put in our hearing aids we're just like every other kid right so and i don't really feel ashamed to have to wear them like everyone at school knows i wear them yeah so well, I just think it's so interesting that you guys have hearing loss, but still are such amazing musicians. Because you also are in a band. Yeah, I was. I still am, kind of. They all went to college. So. <laughs> they, oh, that's right. They did. Yeah. We might come back for Christmas, I think, but I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. So then the other thing that I've noticed about your family is that you guys can talk at long distances. Oh, you guys used to talk to each other from across <laughs> there the court. There is that. Yeah, I'm a sign language interpreter. Um, and so I have taught them sign language anyway. Um, their hearing loss helps because they need signs sometimes. But yeah, we, we are quite communicative. And actually, the sign language on those videos, I did because I want equal access for the deaf people. But I didn't practice that so much. So just a quick little... You know, disclaimer there, there. disclaimer because I, <laughs> I watch it and I think, oh, I could have chosen something different there, but I didn't know it's going to be quite as big of a deal as it was. So, so I'm curious also, like the joy and the happiness that you guys feel in doing these videos together. How do you think you accomplished that, Joanna? Um, what's the secret we, sauce? You know, I was talking to Tim about this last night, and we. We're funny. We're funny people. And I think that humor can get you through pretty much anything. Um, David was a huge, um, very difficult for us as Mm -hmm. a family. And so we have all, like Abby said, bonded over having a child with special needs and having to switch the environment kind of to fit him. We didn't go on extravagant vacations. We didn't have any money to be able to do so. You know, we sent these guys to the Catholic school and it was the best sacrifice ever. But 
I think that through all of that, the bonding and understanding David and understanding that this is what God planted in our little worlds. We don't believe that it's an option to just split your family up necessarily. So this is what we have. We're going to make this work. And then these two began to grow into these beautiful young adults who helped us, took over. And since then, we've just been goofy. That's the key. Goofy. <laughs> funny. We burst that's why into I love song. you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, so I think that that's, that's kind of how. And, the, and praying together, too. Yeah. No, 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 no. I've been quiet for like 15 <laughs> minutes right, here. Fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> fine. <laughs> this is great. So uh, I just heard you say something about humor, but we earlier were talking about Viktor Frankl, who was a psychiatrist during World War II, survived Auschwitz and said really that humor is a weapon of the soul that it's a it can be used as a tool to combat life and you know i I think now we hear that again right Mm -hmm. how important is humor uh to us and to the circumstances of our life right Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i just uh, pulling that back in and then the other thing is that I think I need to recruit Abby <laughs> to Mount Marty. So it's like, all right, here I we know. go, here we go. I think this, this is, you call rock it, star. Yeah, it's, exactly. uh, so, so, but then, you know, I'll, I'll leave that for another time. You could time. also get our brother, <laughs> right. Ethan, down. Right. Yeah. I mean, both just beautiful human right, beings. Right, right, right. Truly beautiful human. Let's talk about the faith in your family. How important has that been? Very important. Actually, David is the most faith-filled in our family. He really um, is. He really is. He hasn't had, um, and he's baptized, of course, but sacrament-wise, you know, that's the basis of our Catholic faith, and he hasn't had his sacraments, you know, because, mm-hmm. of course, it's different when you have autism. But he is the most faith-filled being I've ever met. The mm-hmm. kid is, the. I'm going to cry, the biggest <laughs> Jesus and God lover ever made. He has such beauty in his soul. And he just walks around, I love God, and I love Jesus, and they love me. (laughs) Satan Mm -hmm. needs to go away. I mean, he just, yeah. I don't know. He, um, yeah. He could be dead silent, and then he's just like, oh, I love Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Just completely random. And then it just reminds us, we're like, you know what? Yeah, Jesus too. Message from God, hello. (laughs) We need to say that more. Wow. And pray more. So, in answer to, you know, we do our prayers. But David is a prayer. He's a prayer every single minute of every single day the kid comes home. And I love you, and I love God, and I don't like it when people are mean. And just simplifies your whole entire yeah. world. And there are these brain surgeon brilliant people out there that can't do that. Right. So the world might see him as having a need, a special need. I see him as having, uh, of, of helping us be the best we can be. Mm-hmm. He's a gift. For sure. Yeah. Well, and just your Facebook posts of some of the things that he says to you, I'm just like, way to break it down. Yeah, he just makes, he it, just so makes simple. it simple. <laughs> and it's like, wow, we all need to be reminded of that every yeah. day. Yeah. What a blessing. Yeah. The, uh, I met a gentleman from California who has a severely autistic son at home, and they made a decision to keep him at home when maybe, you know, a, a, a place like, children's home or something like that there's other options right Mm -hmm. and he just chose you know he said no we want to keep him at home and the family actually had a fire and the sons who saved everything right it really is something where i was like oh and it's video 
Like mm. it's on video, they have the interview, and it's just like, oh my gosh. And to see the pride of this father, yeah. right? But to know that it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. He still goes home to the reality of the circumstance. But to know that his, and he, this, this person was Catholic too, like his faith in Jesus Christ and his presence to the circumstances of the reality were magnificent. And he didn't look to tomorrow. He didn't like Mm-mm. expect the world to be better. Or he, mm. he took his lot. He has humor, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. he fought with humor. He fights with faith. Mm-hmm. He fights these circumstances. But just to stop and think, you know, if maybe he would have made a different decision, the boy would have been in, mm-hmm. you know, the home mm-hmm. and not at home. <laughs> you know? exactly. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I know that's not possible for everybody, right? Some people do have to. So I just, uh, as I hear your story, I'm like, oh yeah, I bet, I bet John's thinking about John. John's has this experience, mm-hmm. right? And it bonds the whole family. It Everybody's does. together for a mission and a purpose. Yes. And, and a lot of the kind of BS of mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. gets pushed to the sides because there's more there's more pr- serious priorities in front of you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the experience of prayer, Abby, as a young adult, have you found that you've grown up faster or that you've relied on other things to help you become more mature uh, in relationship uh, to your family circumstances, but to life in general? Um, I definitely, like, I definitely think I've grown up faster especially because of David, because for me, like at the age of, you know, the junior high level when everyone was worrying about like, oh, who's dating who? Like, oh, what are you wearing today? Like, I was like, is David okay? Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. And I didn't really care about it. And I still to this day don't care about regular high school stuff. I did. I mean, someone tries talking to me about a crush and I'm like, do you know him? What's going on? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, why don't you actually think about what you're saying here? But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I've always, like, I can be immature, I guess, but only with, like, my family and, like, my really close friends. I don't feel like I need to, you know, be a part of the high school, like, I don't know if that mean, makes sense, oh, I, like the stereotype of high school. Like, right. I don't care so about it. So as a it. high school professor, uh, teacher, I was at O'Gorman for a decade, and now mm-hmm. I'm at Mount Marty as a professor. So we're into educating people, right, mm-hmm. young people. And so, Heather, this goes back to the beginning of our conversation. We had an a education professor and a theologian from Mount Marty in conversation about education. And the education teacher is saying, we are developing humans. We are not mm-hmm. just, like, inputting people to parrot information right we want them to to think defend create Mm -hmm. to live to become more well you don't have to school per se doesn't do that to you it's not like oh i went to school therefore well school can train you yeah but life experience encountering reality every day is an opportunity Mm -hmm. to develop as a human person to -hmm. become more whether that's intellectually whether that's psychologically right maybe that's socially all of these different experiences. And it's not like, oh, I graduated from the 10th grade. Now I'm capable of being this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That, Heather, is the technocratic yeah. view of education. Yes. That says, oh, I'm a 10th grader. I, I made just him made... explain so that now... to me earlier. Right. <laughs> but this idea word. of testing and, and grades and like being the ultimate assessment no. of what an education system is doing. It's like, no, an education system... <laughs> wants to produce mature human beings. And hopefully that happens for more and more young people like Abby Mm -hmm. at a younger age. And it's not like we wait and say, oh, they have to be 25 before they take life seriously. Mm -hmm. Well, no, maybe at 16, you know, Mm -hmm. although 
Uh, 16, you guys know what sophomore means in Greek? No. The word sophomore? <laughs> Lord help me. <laughs> oh, uh, producer. The, the, the producer, the, vo- the voice of God uh, just spoke. It, correct. Uh, sophomore means wise fool. And if you think about it, I taught sophomores. They think they know everything, and yet they know nothing. Yeah, right? it's yeah. like that's pretty much everyone, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the wise one, right? The philosopher, Abby. She's a senior. Uh, Abby, now. Abby, I think we need to work on your scholarship to Mount Marty University. I know. I would we would love to have there. you come down and join us at the Benedictine Leadership Institute. What a great conversation here yeah. as we talk about you know education all the way throughout today's programming yeah. but now it's summed up in the context of this human person right mm-hmm. abby mm-hmm. her family your work in music and ministry tell me quickly as we think about winding down the show about music and life how is music mm. an antidote how you is it a separate weapon? it <laughs> well in our house we <laughs> sing all the time you can yeah. start a song mm-hmm. and someone will come out with the bass part then you've got your alto and then someone we meet and we're singing and all you're painting the, the basement painting the basement yeah. yeah all of those things and so in our house it has saved so much of our relationship because when we're mad at each other that is the one common thing we can do sing you can sing you can play mm-hmm. these guys play all kinds of instruments they can do that to make our family feel a little bit happier when we're all ready to kill each other yeah. <laughs> in quarantine or whatever it is, music mm-hmm. has saved. I don't know if you want to add to that quick. And- well, I mean, I think music in general, like even, you know, athletic people who don't know anything about music, not that I'm stereotyping that, but <laughs> <laughs> like just, just random people who don't really, you know, care about knowing about it. Like they still turn on their radio when they get in the car. They still, you know, mm-hmm. listen to music. They have music while they're at their practices. Like it's a big part. I just hope that people realize like how much music does shape other people's lives. Even if it's just like a split second, you start hearing something and you're instantly in a better mood. Yep. Or something like that. Yeah. So for those that have not met the Dingman family. Where can they go and see these fantastic videos? Well, I guess I have a YouTube channel, which yeah. I was taught that this is a whole channel of my own. Yes. Um, it's just under Joanna Dingman. Um, but there's all kinds of goofy things on there, so I don't know if they're for public view or not. But They <laughs> yeah. are. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, so well, you know, yeah. singing, Abby singing Abby the band. Abby can look at it and let you know. Thing. Yeah, okay. I'm going to censor that a little bit. But, yeah. No, fantastic. It's been a joy to have you guys on, and Thank it's been a joy so to get to know you guys. And, Thank you. And uh, we'll have hopefully a lot of visitors to your YouTube page to get to meet you and get to know you better. (laughs) And Abby, stick around and we'll have a recruiting discussion. (laughs) I'm all for it. Oh, what a great, great uh, opportunity here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Joe, our last five minutes. Well, Heather, uh, I think that we've been given a great opportunity here today to have a conversation about uh, education in a number of different spheres, right? So we had education from a, a, a professor of education and theology as they talked about how do we train people, maybe not simply in a technocratic way, but in a full human way, right? Right. And then we wrap it up at the end of the show with that person here. I know. With Abby Dingman, right? Only like, God can put a, a know, show like I know, this together. That's a show. And then in the middle, what do you have? In the middle, you have athletics and fun, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. this activity, this social life, coming together for Dakota Bowl, a community celebration and event that has food and, and bands and all of these things at it, right? This festivity of life that even in 
a corona pandemic yeah. we still desire to have because we're social beings. We're not created to be islands. We're not by ourselves in this thing that we call life. And then to have Professor Rounds come in and to give us that sense of faith in virtue and business, right? And how important business is for us to create good goods and good services that serve others, that uplift the community. And in order to do that, we need to be people of virtue that mm-hmm. have good habits, right? And that don't wait till they're 25 <laughs> to develop them or 40 in my case. Well, and that's right? what was encouraging to me is listening to you talk with Jameson about character. Right. Because I think a lot of times people assume or have the thought that you're born with character. It's just who you are. Right. And what I gained from uh, your discussion with Jameson was that you can constantly be educating yourself and practicing good character. And if you're not, you're in trouble. Like, I don't think that we just wake up and naturally want to like do the right thing. I think my kid actually wakes up and naturally wants to punch me. My two and a half year old does, right? And my five and eight year old do when, you know, it's like 6.30 and you're trying to wake them up for school, right? Their natural inclination isn't, thank you so much, dad, for waking me up. I can't wait to go to school. Like when you get that kid, you're like, well, that's probably Abby, right? You know, our previous guest, you're like, thank you, Jesus, for giving me that one, right? No, we, we do understand as Christians that we have a broken uh, yeah. element to our personhood, right? right? And so we are constantly in this formative process as human beings of becoming more, of realizing what St. Augustine said, that is our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. So we're, we're, we're restless and we're seeking out this fullness of life that can be given to us. And in order to do that, we need to be trained. We right. need to be formed. And we do that in community with other people. And it is magnificent when you're capable of doing that and sharing the values and worldview and the, 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 the virtues, the faith with those around you. As like the fellowship of the ring, right? We mm. go on this great epic adventure, this great journey of life together with one another. And in the end, we're created for something more than this world. We have an eternal destiny. Mm. And that ultimately is what we're training for. That is what we're practicing for, because one day, hopefully, we hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Father's house. Amen. Amen. Couldn't have said it any better. Wow. What? I'm well, not sure what else to... I know. I think we should go to our preview early. So that Eli can tell us what's going on tomorrow, and then we'll wrap up the show. Does that sounds sound all like right? a deal? Okay, Let's do it. are you ready for us, Eli? Sure, I'm always ready for you, Heather, <laughs> the and voice Joe. of God. <laughs> he speaks. Oh, uh, actually, it's kind of funny. At camp, I used to work at the. Uh, we had a storm siren on the property. We called that the VOG or the voice of God. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, in the production world, I know you're. That's what we, that's what they call them, the VOG. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, we had a good show today. A lot of interesting segments. Good guests. We've got another great one coming up tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Monsignor Patrick Schumacher, coming to you from Corpus Christi Church in Bismarck, North Dakota. First off, it's your chance to meet the new executive director of Real Presence Radio. Mark Hallcraft will be with us. Then Ken Darnell and Vern Dosh will talk about being ambassadors for Christ in the marketplace. And John Berger will talk about serving as a business leader. 
All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, five, uh, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, tomorrow morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. All right. Thanks, Eliza. Thanks for joining us and being our producer this morning. Right. Thanks to the audience, to all of our Catholic radio listeners out there, the Real Presence Network uh, faithful for joining us. What was the uh, movie you guys reviewed this morning? Uh, Lord of the Rings. I was just thinking that. I was like, was that this this episode? Yeah, Rutten Radio this morning. So uh, it was fun. It was a good show. I found out sometimes I talk too much. And then I also found out that laughter is really a weapon of the soul. Man, did the three of us have a moment like we were in church when we were kids where you're not supposed to laugh and you just can't (laughs) stop laughing. Oh, it was so much fun. So, yeah, if you're out there, uh, feel free to check out Rutten Radio, the September episode. We uh, got a, a, a app so you can put us uh, Rutten Radio on that app, and you know you can get it on your whatever your app sites well, are. But uh, yeah, podcast. And I noticed you apps. brought you brought merch with you today, right? I got merch here. What we need to do is we need to we need to start hawking this stuff off. But you can go to. Uh, uh, you know, Cafe Press, and you can get all your Rutten Radio merch out there. You yeah. can get your shirts and sweatshirts and coffee mugs and all that fun stuff. But it's really a great hoot. We have a good time. And uh, I tell you what, um, I never really imagined uh, 20 years ago when I was in college that I would be doing radio work. Me either. Uh, <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's so much fun. But to see where radio I, – I went to school and uh, had a program done by Lino Rulli. Lino's out in New York with Archbishop Dolan and, and runs a, I think they call him the Catholic funny guy or something, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, but Lino, I remember thinking, watching Lino rise kind of in the Catholic media network and just realizing what a blessing it is to have Catholic radio. And so I just, you know, we always do these fun drives and everything else. I think every time you listen to Catholic radio, it's an opportunity to think about the Lord inviting you to support Real Presence Radio. That's right. I'll be calling you soon, too. Yeah. <laughs> Get your checkbook out, Joe. Get your checkbooks out. <laughs> well, Joe, it's been a great show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure, as always, Heather. I look forward to coming back and to uh, having another great lineup like we did today. Amen. So if you wanted to check out any of our conversations that we've had today, please go to realpresenceradio.com. We'll be posting it later. So uh, thank you for joining us, and I hope all of you have a great and blessed rest of your day. Check out the Dingmans. The Dingmans YouTube. Got to check it out. Joanna, there you go. Thanks. (laughs) Bye. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an Encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.